This is CliffCentral.com. Reg Lascaris is a friend of the show's. We've spoken to him a number of times, not enough times if you ask me. He's also the co-founder of TBWA Hunt Lascaris. He's currently the advertising agency's president for Africa and the Middle East. He's also an accomplished author, and it is my great privilege to have him on the show today. Reg, how are you? Fine, thanks, Gareth. How are you? <laughs> I think we're all sort of have good days and bad days, right? Correct, correct. Mm. But you seem to be surviving the lockdown. I've read some very interesting stuff, interesting stuff that you've sent out, which I agree with. Okay, well, thanks for that, because there have been equal amounts of, of criticism and uh, excitement over it. So I'm not going to count myself being popular just yet. So, Reg, the yeah. real reason that I wanted to talk to you, and, and we don't have to look for reasons because I always find your insights about just about anything interesting, but the ongoing coronavirus pandemic is really impacting every single part of our lives. And it, it, it's affected the places that we can go, the way we spend our time, the priorities that we have, the way we spend our money. And all of this change is going to affect how brands communicate with, with audiences. And I thought, You'd probably have an interesting take on this, how the marketing world will change. You're the, you're the most legendary ad man in South Africa. So if anyone can tell what the future might look like. And as I said to John Hunt not so long ago, that the two of you were there for the, the big change of 1994. And you were, you were knee deep in it. You guys got a front row seat. So change is not something you're afraid of or something that you haven't navigated before. Correct. There you are. Thanks, Gareth. First of all, I'd like to start with a quote, which I'm sure you'll recognize. Uh, tell me who it comes from. Fearful, be fearful when others are greedy, and greedy when others are fearful. Warren Buffett? Oh, wow. Okay. okay. So putting that in the context and looking at marketing as a whole, uh, the one thing about marketing is most marketing budgets are outsourced, so they're very easy to cut. Mm-hmm. And what I try to do is find out what sort of cuts worldwide they've been. And they've been cuts between 25 and 30% of all marketing budgets, which is, wow. you know, quite a big slice. Mm. But then what I did is I tried to look at the big spenders and see, to see what they're doing. Because if you believe in Warren Buffett's philosophy, then some people might take a contribute to what's happening and what, and all the cuts. And if I started with Procter and Gamble, which is the biggest consumer company in the world, mm-hmm. they've actually upped their spend. Funny enough. Oh, really? uh, and they've had their best quarter ever. To the end of April, they've had sales increase of 7%. But they are consumer packaged goods and they're obviously uh, easy to get hold of. And uh, you can go to the supermarket and buy most of their stuff. But their sales have gone up 7%, which is very interesting. Unilever have cut their spend. And guess what? Unilever's market share has gone down. So there's a direct correlation there. And because those are easy goods to get hold of, and that's what people are buying in the supermarkets, as I say. Then if you look at a brand like L'Oreal or a company like L'Oreal, they've cut in some categories and they've spent more in other categories. This is very interesting. They're not supporting lipstick. Lipstick sales have collapsed. And why it's actually, all this is all common sense. Lipstick sales have collapsed because people are wearing masks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's phenomenal. Yeah, it is phenomenal. So what's happened, what they've supported, they've supported their hair care products or their hair dyeing products. Mm. because a lot of ladies in lockdown are starting to get these kind of gray strips of their gray hair coming out on their heads. <laughs> and they've launched a fantastic ad. And if you get a chance to see it by Eva Longaria, you know, the, yes. the actress Eva Longaria. Yeah. So she's sitting at home and she's showing everybody how she uses L'Oreal's hair dye. Oh, wow. And they've backed that in a big 
big way and it's gone crazy. So they've been tactical in terms of what they're supporting and what they're not supporting. But overall, their sales are steady because of that. That's but lipstick is gone. Wow. Yeah. You know, it didn't occur to me, but that's the most obvious thing in the whole world. And it makes such perfect sense now that you've yeah. sketched the scenario. But I'm, I'm still interested in what you do when you, when you compare Procter & Gamble and Unilever. Because almost yeah. every step of the way, you, you can compare them side by side. You know, they're apples and apples. Except one is Correct. spending on advertising more than they used to. And the other one is spending less. Mm. And it's directly correlated to their, their profits. Yeah, it's not just advertising. It's marketing in general, you know, okay. um, promotions and sure. store. And it's the whole marketing budget. Of course, once we get to what people are using, you'll see that there's a huge increase, obviously, in digital communications. Right. Then you go on to the, to the motor industry, and there it's a bit of a mess. Everybody's had to cut, and they've slashed budgets from 20% to 50%, and market, markets, the sales have gone down dramatically. If you take uh, someone like VW, they're still advertising, but what they're doing is they're doing the feel-good stuff. You know, mm -hmm. we're here to help, and they're building a hospital near PE. and they, So it's, it's a lot of PR stuff. Right. Um, a company like Nissan has suffered really, really badly. But then you get, again, Hyundai, who's – hasn't cut spend at all. And if you go on TV, you'll see how Hyundai has going on all the time. And I'm sure they're not selling more cars right now, but they're waiting for this all to be over. And I'm sure they'll get a lift. Well, Reg, isn't there also a bit of common sense in that? You know, in your time yeah. of need, and everyone feels like they're in peril at the moment, when you get messages from a friend in time of need, that's the kind of friend you know you can rely on. And the same must be true for right. brands. The brands that you see, the brands that are still interacting with you, that haven't gone into hiding, that haven't shut down, that haven't started to ignore you, are the ones that you will want to reconnect with once things are normal again. Correct. So the, the, the do-good stuff is, is good for brands, and, and that's, the, that's the tack that VW have taken. Amazon revenues up 26%, um, but their profits are right down. Huh? Strange thing. The profits are down 29%, revenues up. They have spent 4.8 billion rand recently on, on, on advertising and marketing. But they've also spent a hell of a lot of money gearing up for huge growth. Uh, so their marketing has gone up 32%. The profits are down, but the revenues up. But in time, because yeah. they've spent and they made this investment, they're converting consumers not just to Amazon, but to online shopping. So they're doing a big job for the online shopping industry. Uh, so it's, it's, it's an interesting dichotomy there because you're spending more, but you're losing money, but you're investing and you're developing new infrastructure for the future. So they're really investing in the future. That is the, the be greedy while other people are fearful part. Here's an interesting one as well. Coca-Cola. What do you think? What do you think Coca-Cola is up to? Well, Coca-Cola have really, in the last 10 years, they've, they've also gone for that feel good stuff. I think they've also had a tough battle in South Africa with the sugar tax and so on. And they're not perceived Correct. as being this friendly, kind, cool brand anymore. You know, the, a lot of the health advocates have said that Coca-Cola is, is evil stuff. So they've walked a very fine line and they've been careful to, to do stuff that hasn't got any jagged edges. So they can't be pulled into um, ugly publicity around how healthy their drinks are. Mm. And, and now with, well, with coronavirus, maybe they're a comfort thing. Well, what's happened to them is they, for the first time in their history, according to my sources, they've gone dark, which means they're not spending at all, huh. at all, which, which has been contrary to their philosophy over years and years and years because they've been badly hit. They're, they're more of an unconsumption company than they are 
a consumer company. Mm. Most of their sales happen around restaurants, stadiums, right. kiddie school, school events, uh, bars, etc. And they've gone completely dark, <laughs> which has never happened before. Do you do you, so you think that's, that's a, do you think that's a good strategy or, or a bad one based on your experience with? I think I, yeah, I think I think their brand is strong enough to to carry through. I don't think they're going to lose overall market share in terms of their category because uh, it's such a strong brand. You know, it's probably one of the best-known brands in the world. Okay. But it's interesting they've cut their spend dramatically, in fact, completely. Then you go on to the pharmaceutical companies. Um, Glaxo spent a huge amount of money on digital, and their sales are up 19% on all kind of uh, healthcare products and so on, and they've, they've gone up and their sales have gone up. Hmm. Uh, and the last one I want to talk about, uh, a big international company, McDonald's, um, they're just doing goodwill marketing. They're saying all the nice things because they can't say much more at the moment, although they're opening up uh, in some country. Then then moving over to media and what's happened in media is also very interesting because the biggest growth of all during lockdown is the consumption of media. Hmm. Media consumption has been huge. What do you think the biggest losers are on the media on the media side? Let's start with the losers first. Well, obviously, um, the on-site stuff—you know, billboards at uh, at shops, the 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 consumer-facing stuff. Absolutely right. Cinema is gone completely dead. Oh yeah. All cinema advertising has stopped. All, all cinema marketing has stopped. Outdoor, as you say, because not many people are driving around. And of course, print's taken a real hammering. Mm. Magazines—I mean, you've seen uh, Cosmo die. You've seen the Caxton magazines die, and I don't think they'll ever come back. But the one thing I found interesting as well is that network TV has gone down by about 20%. People aren't consuming as much network TV. Hmm. It made me wonder why. And I think one of the main reasons is there's no sport on TV. So, you know, there used to be a lot of people on the weekend watching sport, but there's no sport on TV. The winners, big time, are the streaming services. Uh, Anything online, newspapers online, Netflix, all that kind of stuff, 38% increase hmm. uh, in viewership. And I think that's not going to change. That's going to that's carry on. And the second biggest growth category, and I found this one interesting as well, is financial services, anything to do with money. Everybody's worried about their money. Everybody wants to know from financial experts what's going to happen, where do I invest, what do I do? Hmm. Uh, and there's been huge interest. And you take a brand, a new brand like Time Bank, which is a digital bank in South Africa, uh, and they're spending quite a lot of money on TV, and I think they're getting quite a lot of traction. So uh, I'm sure if you've got any money at all or you're interested in money, that's what you're looking at. How yeah. am I going to preserve my money? What am I going to do? So there's been a big growth in that category as well. Looking at content, yes, Corona comes, or what I call Corona comes. In other words, everything to do with stay safe, support this, go home. There's been so much Corona comes, so many brands talking about how you must stay safe and how you must stay at home and how you must do all those things. And what's happened is all the research coming out is is no one remembers any brand saying those things because they're all saying the same thing. And now there's been a big swing to humor. Oh, right. So a lot of of brands are now using humor, and that's starting to work really well. But, again, it's all common sense in a way because you're sitting at home you're sick and tired of the corona messages. Messages. If something funny comes on, you're going to listen to it. 
Right. And that's what you get in your WhatsApp groups anyway. And what Budweiser have done in the States that also is, is interesting is because they were big in sport. Uh, they've launched a campaign called Rewatch the Game. In other words, they've started putting online the top games in rugby, football, etc., for people to rewatch. Hmm. And that's working well. And that's pushing the whole. So the sport has kind of moved online now, away from the networks, because it's a rewatch situation. So, and they've taken advantage of it. And I think it's a clever thing. I'm, I'm curious about your opinion around how much is too much of this COVID uh, news? Because I know that there are people like my parents who are hooked to news channels and, you know, every story that comes out and it's all bad news always. Everything's an emergency alert, breaking story. And you you do, you eventually develop a a callus to that. And I think it becomes um, background noise and suddenly the urgency is removed. You know, you almost develop a resistance to it. Um, like we sure. should, like we should be to the virus, frankly. But yeah. there is a point of fatigue with this kind of information, and and maybe part mm. of the reason that those brands who are involved in the stay stay safe, stay, stay home stuff are, are not getting any traction is because also people are tired of being told that kind of thing. It's ubiquitous now. It is. It is. I mean, that's a very good point because they're sick and tired of it, and they want to see something else. And if you switch on CNN or you switch on. you know, ENCA or anything, it's all corona, corona, corona. Mm. And people want something else. And that's why I also think that network TV is losing audience because people are switching off. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, hard enough when you're living in the news story and all of us are, whether we like it or not at the moment. But to see it then again as part of your your nightly digest of information is just maybe too much. What about um, podcasts? I mean, obviously, I've got a vested interest in podcasts, but do you have any research on that? Yes, I do. In fact, So what's happened is a swing to, number one, virtual anything or everything, virtual fashion shows, music, webinars, Mm. podcasts run through the roof. Um, I mean, as you know, podcasts were growing anyway, but they're now really, really growing because people are sitting at home and say, hell, look at that, three nice podcasts. I must listen to that. Let me wait. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to this one now and I'll listen to this one later. So podcasts are growing in leaps and bounds. Um, and this is going to continue post-COVID. So, but these podcasts and these podcasts, as you know, yeah. a beautifully yeah. produced podcast mm. is is really nice to listen to. But a bad podcast is like a bad ad. Mm-hmm. So it's the old story. It goes back to creativity. Uh, it's how you fill that space. Uh, you, you, so you just said something interesting. Again, you and said, I know you guys. You said that it's going to it's going to stay that way after COVID and after lockdown. Now, I mean, you're also someone who studies people's behavior because that's part of what you did in advertising in order to get the results for your clients. Now, they say it takes X number of days to break a habit, but we've learned some new habits under this um, lockdown, which I think are going to stay with us going forward. And they may change the way that we spend money, the way that we prioritize things like entertainment, eating out, travel. Obviously, those are things which also have to be taken into consideration. Correct. Well, a lot of things things are going to change, and I'll come to that in terms of what people are going to buy going forward and what they're not going to buy Mm -hmm. going forward and what marketers are going to have to do. Mm -hmm. But just staying on the digital thing, I mean, good content is king. And again, that's where – and I know you guys have done some fantastic podcasts. They work really, really well. But let's go on to trends. Okay. So there's going to be lower overall demand, and there is over, lower overall demand. So you've been sitting at home now, and you've 
probably haven't bought a piece of clothing for a hell of a long time. Yeah. You're probably going to buy less clothing going forward, and you're going to probably buy less of everything because you've looked at your credit card and you said, gee, look how much money I've, I've saved. I didn't realize I spent so much money on my credit card. Mm. And things are going to be like that for at least two years, maybe even two to three years. So how do you, how do you get your products going again? I think you have to, it's all through innovation. You need new product launches to create new interest. So if you're going to come back with the same old things, I don't think it's going to work that well. And I'll give you an example. Mattel, the toy maker, yes. took advantage of COVID. They came up with toys called Thank You Heroes, which were all little toys of the doctors and the nurses and everybody, all the heroes of the lockdown. Mm-hmm. And they sold millions of those things. So they created a demand. The other toys weren't selling. Uh, but they created a new demand. So innovation is is huge. The other thing too is if if you're a bank and you've got a credit card and I've got a credit card, a credit card uh, has a lot of touch points. So people who push SnapScan, for example, right? And I know a lot of banks aren't pushing SnapScan, but I think I think they should be because SnapScan is one of those things you go like a bang, you touch it and you pay for. So there's no third contact or anybody else. So innovation and new products are really going to work. The other thing too, that I think people should consider is redeploying people. Mm. In other words, you have a lot of unemployed people. Let's take um, salesmen who's out of a job. Mm. Why not employ some salesmen and get them to sell your product on a delivery basis? They don't have to sell furniture anymore. They could be selling cold drinks or they could be selling health products. Right. So the redeployment of people is a really nice direct selling option. So out of all this, I think there's going to be a lot less competition and a lot fewer brands. There's definitely going to be a consolidation in the market because e-tailers are gaining in strength and retailers are actually losing in strength, right. so to speak. Why? If you, if you have lots of brands, in many cases, you rely on the retailer to sell the brands for you. They have a gondola end. You pay them to do a display. You pay them for promotion. If you're buying through an e-tailer, you ask for a, spe- a specific brand. Mm-hmm. So number of brands will decline because the brands that the consumers know are the ones they're going to ask the e-tailer for. Yeah. They're not going to help get that much help from retailers anymore so if you're a marketing person look at your strong brands and support them and innovate 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 to try and stimulate more interest so for me again the other big change is agile marketing versus long-term strategic marketing i don't think long-term strategies are going to work anymore oh really it's it's almost as if it's almost a compass versus a roadmap if you have a strategy, a long-term strategy, it's like a map. It's a fixed thing. You've got to be more agile. It's more like using a compass because you're going to turn left, you're going to turn right, you're going to redirect stuff. So agile marketing will be the thing going forward. Okay. Much more flexibility. And, of course, there'll be a lot of behavioral changes. And I don't think we know what these are going to be, but it's the right time now to go and talk to consumers again. Find out what they're thinking. Take the temperature. But one thing I'm sure of is that value will come back, especially in things like travel. Mm-hmm. I spoke to a colleague of mine in Italy who said that Italy is, is completely sold out in March, April next year. But the twist is that they're all Italian. Huh. So the Italians will be, will be staying in Italy. 
And there's got to be got to be opportunities for people in South Africa or uh, people in the travel industry to start promoting this stuff uh, to South Africans. I know we do, but I don't think we do it enough. And that's going to be a big big opportunity for the travel industry. I don't know about you, but uh, are you going to hop on a plane as soon as as you can, or are you going to wait a while and see what? Well, happens? I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not the, the the average person because I don't really care about this virus at all. I'm completely unintimidated by it and i would i'd walk into a, a, a ward full of uh, covid sick people in hospital right now without any fear i mean it doesn't seem to affect that that many people under the age of 65 anyway so i'm not the right person to ask but short circuit to your question is to just say no because i think it's going to be either completely unaffordable because there are going to be so few people traveling or that it's going to be so cheap and still be empty because people will be afraid so either way, I, I don't know that it's a good time to travel. I've put off all travel arrangements until next year. I mean, I don't know about you, Reg. You, you're, a, you're a fairly seasoned yeah. traveler. You do a lot of international travel. What's your plan of action there? Well, I think I'm going to see what happens. But the first thing I'm going to do is maybe relook at some places in South Africa I've never been to. Uh -huh. And again, I mean, if there are some smart, even small operations in the Cedarburg or small operations in the bush, they should start marketing on digitally to consumers now for next year uh, because I think they can then get some deposits down, which means they have some cash flow, and uh, they can start attracting locals because I think it's going to take a long time for international travelers to really uh, have an effect on the world again. So I think it's going to be more local as liquor. And do you think it might and drive that might drive good, prices down? It should do. I mean, for example, have you ever been to a place like Sangita? Very expensive game reserve in the Kruger Park. Have you ever been there? Hugely yeah. expensive. Yeah. Now, they're not going to get the international travels they had before. They should start creating value packages for locals. Because right. I'm sure a lot of locals would love to go to Sangita. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, th I think that's going to be a big trend. Uh, local places that places you can go to that are not as expensive as they used to. And then the other thing I think is very important is websites. Um, I don't think people have spent enough resource or creative thought on their websites. Websites, a lot of them are very boring, but people are going to go to websites more and more and more. So if I had a website, if I had a big business, I would look at my website properly. I would redo it. I would look at the search engine, engines I use. Mm -hmm. I would look at my social media and digital media. All right. Well, there's a, there's a but in, fortune to digest there. I mean, this is really, you've, you've, obviously been speaking to people and doing a lot of research around this um you, you've done some international research yeah. too uh, it's it's evident from what you've said are you are you hopeful yeah. and optimistic reg as an overview to all of this very useful information are you feeling optimistic about where we're headed and about what's coming next or are you one of those people who's going uh oh life's never going to be the same and it's a bad thing well i go back to warren buffett uh, the second part of his saying hmm. time to get greedy while others are fearful and others are fearful. So <laughs> if you're a marketer, now's the time to innovate. Mm -hmm. Now's the time to get creative. And it goes back to the one thing that is constant, and that's creativity. Now's the time to look at the new media, like podcasts and all the other digital stuff that exists, mm. and, 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 and be optimistic. But, you know, things will only pick up properly in about two to three years. But in the meantime, you can build your brands and gain market share and buy other companies. So be realistic, but be optimistic. You can do both. Absolutely. I yeah. love it. I love it. Reg, <laughs> Thanks, as, as always, I mean, it, I could talk to you every day. It not only 
buoys my spirits to hear these things, but I know that you come with uh, enormous credibility. And the fact that you've been able to, to watch the South African advertising industry with, with such a hawk eye over these, these past years and that you've, you've brought success to so many brands through, through your agency and the work that you've done and a lot of the work that you do quietly on the side that people don't know about in places like French Hook where you build cinemas and you help schools to pay for themselves and you do all kinds of good work. You really are a, a shining light for so many of us in South Africa. And I think there are a lot of people who are very down right now that are not seeing the good and I'm delighted that we're, we're able to host you here and have you just inject a little of that optimism that you're so famous for. So thank you. Thanks, Gareth. This is CliffCentral.com.